T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now it's time for Inside the Clubhouse, a show dedicated to the Chicago baseball fan, featuring the best Chicago baseball conversation, as well as the big MLB topics, along with the biggest names, greatest guests, and listener interaction, starring score baseball insider Bruce Levine and half of Chicago's number one sports morning show, David Haw, on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, a radio.com Sports Station, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Dedicated to you more than ever on this Saturday morning. Hope you are doing well as we welcome you to Inside the Clubhouse. I am Mark Grody filling in for the great David Hall while he climbs all the mountains of America. But the man who makes the show go is Bruce Levine, and he is right here for us. Brewster, a couple losses last night. Cardinals beat the Cubs actually during the day, 14-5. to White Sox fall to Tampa Bay last night, 6-2. to How are you this morning? Mark, it's uh, getting redundant. Uh, I'm doing great. I'm thrilled to be talking on Inside the Clubhouse with you this Saturday morning. As we talk every Saturday, 52 weeks out of the year from 9 to 11. Today, bonus time leading up to uh, Zach Zaidman's pregame show for Cub Baseball at 11.45. We will be with you from 9 to 11.40 here on Inside the Clubhouse. And our number is 312-644-6767. We have some topics. We have some great guests. Mark, I'm excited to be doing the show with you again, my friend. Oh, yes, Brewster. And we have also, and we're going to get to those fun Cubs and White Sox topics here in just a second, but let me give you the the guest lineup, which you have put together wonderfully today. I'm looking very forward to talking to the guests that we have throughout our extended show today. At 9.30 this morning, Clint Frazier, outfielder for the Chicago Cubs. He will join us at 9.30 this morning. 10 o'clock, a classic voice, Cardinals radio announcer John Rooney, who, of course, used to be the Chicago White Sox announcer. Got to call the Sox World Series in 2005, then he went on to the Cardinals. Pretty good timing by him. Uh, At 10.30 this morning, one of my favorites, and I'm sure one of Bruce's favorites as well, Hawk Harrelson scheduled to join the show at 10.30, so I cannot wait to uh, talk to all three of those guys coming up again. Our first guest is at 9.30, and as Brewster said, our phone lines are officially open right now. We want this to be – we talked about this before the show today. We really want to hear from Cubs and White – got a lot to say, and we'll say it, but we really want to hear from Cubs and White Sox fans this morning at 312-644-6767 to call or to text again, 312 644 
67, 67 is the phone number. Let's start with the, the White Sox. And last night, they, they do lose to Tampa Bay. 6-2 to two was the final score. Davis Martin started a very shaky beginning to his game. He allowed four in the first and then eventually settled in and, and comported himself pretty well. But the White Sox do lose to Tampa Bay 6-2. to two. And as Bruce said at the beginning of the show, it's the same old, same old every day. And the same old, same old got a little bit worse in the standings because the White Sox are now 23-27. and 27. They are six games back in the division right now of the Minnesota Twins, and the Sox are in third place. And now they're a game and a half uh, behind Cleveland as well. Cleveland four and a half games back. So the White Sox sitting in third place. Our question to White Sox fans, Bruce, that we want to throw out there this morning is very simple but very complex. And that is a question about Rick Hahn, the general manager, and Kenny Williams, the president of baseball operations. If you are those guys right now, what do you do now? If you are Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams to, and I'll put it this way, Bruce, I don't know if you'll agree with me at this point, save this season because that's what it's about. And it is true that they are in a window of competition, competing for big things. And two years straight, they have gotten swept. They have gotten there. They have gotten swept. And right now, Bruce, it feels like the struggle is just going to be getting there. Well, Mark, you know, you are usually 100% accurate in what you say, but they did not get swept um, in uh, – Excuse I me. Believe, they, they, I meant yeah. they lost in the first round. Yep, yep. Yes, they got, yes, yep. they did. And I believe last night was six to three, wasn't it? Was that the final score? Boy, boy, the, the airs are just did. flowing right now. Just, just coming hardcore. But, but, but you are tremendously accurate, and I am thrilled to be doing the show with you. And on top of that, uh, if I am Rick Hahn and I am Kenny Williams, I am looking as hard as I can to add a left-handed bat, or as Kenny and Rick always say. We don't care if it's left-handed or right-handed, as long as they can hit both left-handers and right-handers. That's what we want to do. But the left-handed power bat is what's really missing right now. We saw incremental increases in the great potential of Gavin Sheets last year. And he was uh, effective, very effective for them in the last month and a half of the season. Yasmani Grandal, who started out in a clunky manner the first two months of the year last year, came on to be one of the more dominant bats. Obviously, he's a switch hitter, Mark, but the fact that he uh, has great power from the left side and equals out some of that uh, other power that they have in the lineup from the right side, that is uh, something that uh, is missing, and it's missing dramatically. You have Mankata back right now. He hasn't hit yet. So from Mancata, from Grandal, from Sheets, that's where you're going to have to get some power source, and they have not gotten any of it uh, uh, at all. Uh, the good news for the White Sox is that Jose Abreu is in the middle of a hitting streak right now. He hit a home run last night. He is starting to show signs of being Jose Abreu again. Abreu and Grandal must carry this team until they get Anderson and hopefully Eloy back in the middle of the month, okay? That is the hope here. Um, it's not doom and gloom, but it is certainly eye-opening right now that the White Sox have struggled so much. Uh, seven guys on the IL right now. 
They're hoping to get Lynn back, Eloy back, uh, Anderson back, Kelly back. Velasquez has an, had an odd landing on his uh, leg the other day and now is out for uh, at least 15 days on the IL. Uh, it just uh, just keeps uh, happening to the White Sox. They're unlucky. Uh, these are dramatically important players. But as Tony La Russa reminds us, Mark, nobody's going to feel bad for the White Sox or White Sox Nation. And White Sox fans deserve and want this team to compete regardless of injuries because we know that's a part of the game. Yep, and there, there's also not going to be sympathy when the White Sox continue to leave men on base like they did last night in the seventh inning and in the ninth inning, and it doesn't add up. the way. And, and it was 6-2-3. I don't know why my brain wrote down a two, but it did. It happens. Tampa Bay beat the White Sox 6-2. And I see you guys lining up 3-1-2-6-44, 67-67 on our White Sox question. We'll get right to those calls, but let me throw – in the Cubs question too, so we can pepper both of these. And that is, you know, the biggest deal on the Cubs right now is absolutely without a doubt Wilson Contreras. And we'll talk about, you know, Matt Swarmer and Caleb Killian getting stars today for the Cubs. Those are fun things to discuss as well. But the most important player for either the present of the Cubs or 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 not in, in the future in a lot of ways is Wilson Contreras. And the question about him and our question to you is what is the right time to sign or deal Wilson Contreras? And it, is it time? Because to me, Bruce, if they do trade him, it does say it is the most of the, the I guess, transparent moves of telling the fan base, telling everybody that, yeah, it's going to be a minute here. We are rebuilding, and who knows what they get back, but we're looking to continue to fortify the, the farm system, rebuild that, and then hence rebuild the, the big league roster. Uh, Mark, obviously, in my opinion, and take it for what it's worth, some people take it for nothing at all, but the reality <laughs> is is that um, I think, I, I believe that if they're going to make a statement to sign him, they should do it now. And, and here, here's, here's a double-edged sword. Is Wilson Contreras important for your player development for your pitching staff? Do they believe he is the right catcher to help the Killians, help the Thompsons, help the Steels get better and better? If they, if he is that veteran catcher, that presence, and we saw that presence miss, miss dramatically last year when he was out and they were using backups that were not able to get the job done or getting injured every other day, that we saw that how that dramatically impacted not only the games that he wasn't in, but the pitching staff and the overall uh, confidence of that team. Uh, is he the right guy to help develop these young guys? If not, they need to make that trade. They need, need to make it in the next month, okay? And, and they need to get good young players back that can have an impact. Again, he's a free agent in November. Um, he is in a very hot streak right now, although he's nursing a little uh, owie right now, but should be back in the lineup or potentially in there today or tomorrow, one of the two games today. So from all of that, Mark, my contention is I don't know which is going to be more valuable to the Cubs. That's going to be up to uh, Mr. Hoyer, Mr. Hawkins, and uh, the Cub uh, front office. But in my mind, you have, to, you have to decide one or the other right now, okay? You have to make that decision right now as to where this is going to go. You can't not be saying, well, maybe we'll sign him, maybe we won't. Uh, 
you know, uh, it, it's either you sign him now or you trade him now. Right now, this show inside the clubhouse is going to the phone lines. 312-644-6767 for Bruce Levine and Mark Grody. It's Mike in Glencoe. What's going on, Mike? You're on the score. Good morning, fellas. And, and Bruce, a question. I was reading the stories coming out of Philadelphia about uh, the Girardi firing, and the consensus seemed to be the team was built wrong, and but perhaps the, maybe the wrong guy was dis- dismissed. And I, I've got to think, and I'm curious as to your point, we're now into June, and it's been over a year since your, your mean Mercedes kind of faded away, and we've been playing 500 or sub-500 ball. When is it time to sit back and look at ourselves and say, you know, maybe we just built this team wrong because for the better part of two years, or at least a year and a half, we just haven't performed. What's fair and what's not fair? Yeah, I, I think uh, I think that's a really good question, Mike. Uh, I mean, uh, I I don't know about built wrong, but Mark, uh, how many teams out there have the depth that you need to be able to handle? Let's let's look at from a holistic point from a year ago. You had Lance Lynn and Carlos Rodon as not only the two best White Sox pitchers, but two of the best pitchers in Major League Baseball for the first three months of the season. They were both all-stars, okay? They were dominating in their starts. Rodon signed somewhere else. You understand it. You're not putting $42 million into two years for Carlos Rodon. I get it, okay? I understand. Uh, but a lot of people say, well, they didn't replace Rodon. Well, in their mind, they did. Michael Kopech was going to step up, and he was going to be that pitcher that took up those innings and was going to be a dominant arm. And for the most part... He has done that. He has done extraordinarily well, and he has exceeded some expectations about mostly innings pitch, except for maybe the last time he went out there. Um, So as far as depth goes, uh, you had to let Keiko go because he had nothing left. So you're down three pitchers from last year, okay? Uh, You filled the void with Kopech, but from the part of the farm system, you have... You know, you have some of these new young guys that are coming along. Uh, you, you hope uh, the Vasquez signing, uh, Velasquez signing will do you well, even though he's on the IL right now. But the depth has been tested and tested severely here uh, the first month of the season without Lance Lynn being in. Now, made another start yesterday, should make one more and be back with a pitch count. Of, you know, maybe being able to go five innings and 80 to 100 pitches you know, out of the shoot, maybe around, I'd say the 15th to the 17th of June, Mark. That's all good news. Eloy hopefully be back by toward the uh, the third week of June, or you hope. Uh, Anderson back within three weeks, that they say. So you have to find some way, somehow, to, to get things done right now. But as far as what they need to do, if they can, they're going to have to fortify the pitching. They're going to have to go out and get a Montas if they can. Do they have a matchup with Oakland for Montas? I don't know. You know, he's Oakland's going to want an awful lot for him, and they're going to be holding back here over the next four or five weeks before the trading deadline, August 2nd, uh, to get the most for him. Um, the White Sox are built to win a World Series. That is their goal. That is their charge. Uh, that is uh, the idea of the front office ownership, the manager. 
if that is the case, you're going to have to do some extraordinary things here to put this team uh, back in a whole whole fortune, a whole portion rather, to be able to compete for a championship. No doubt about it. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Not not the easiest road schedule wise for the White Sox. Obviously playing Tampa Bay right now, and then they got to meet up with the Dodgers after that. So they've got to figure out how to snap out of this against teams that are a high degree of difficulty to beat. Let's just put it that way. Let's see what's going on with our, our Cubs callers, Brewster. And uh, Dave in Pleasant Prairie would like to check in on Inside the Clubhouse. Hello, Dave. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Bruce. I love baseball, love Cub baseball. I love your show. Thank you. Thank um, you, Dave. My biggest confusion, however, is with my Cubs, and with our Cubs, it's really frustrating. I don't know who to root for and who is going to be <laughs> cornerstones like Rizzo was back in, uh, you know, 13 and 14. Um, we had Starling Castro. We thought that he was a cornerstone, and he ended up not being it. And I'm really kind of confused to who are the, uh, the real figures that will take us going forward to hopefully get to another World Series, and who are basically just, well, I guess, uh, uh, imitations, so to speak. Thanks, guys. I look forward to Dave, your Dave, hold here. on a second. Dave, hold on. Okay, yeah, sure. In, in many years, the, white, the Cubs, even when they weren't uh, competitive for a championship, had superstars. Uh, are you a Cub fan who would prefer not only direction, but at least have a superstar or two to hang your hat on while they're rebuilding this thing? Yes. Like, I like Wilson Contreras to stay. I think to build up the middle, he'd be important. Uh, so I would say that he would be a keeper. Uh, and up the middle, I think, is so important. So, yeah, I, I definitely want to see some superstars to, to stay and develop. Uh, and then, of course, build around. Right. Appreciate it, Dave. Thanks for the call. Uh, Mark, you know, uh, when, when you're looking at this team right now, uh, the thought was going into the season, you're going to have Contreras behind the plate. You're going to have the two young former number one picks in the draft in uh, Madrigal at second base and uh, Horner at shortstop. And you're going to have Brennan Davis coming as your center fielder by the end of the year after uh, four months at AAA. Unfortunately, Davis is going to be out for the year after back surgery. So that part of the plan is not going to show up. But you certainly do have the idea that up the middle, you have two very talented young middle infielders. And that's something to try to hang your hat on if you're a uh, Chicago Cub fan. And now the addition of uh, morale. I think that's something that's uh, very interesting for Cub fans to look at. Yeah, I, I think it is, and I think that the in theory the Cubs would like it if obviously if Nick Madrigal is the the second baseman of the future, being you know the, another one of the trade deadline moves yesterday with Craig Kimbrell and this Madrigal in part symbolizes the philosophy of going to more contact than than everybody hitting the ball over the wall. I don't know if he is going to be that guy. I still think that Madrigal has some things to prove, and Horner too. And Horner's had an excellent year, like Horner has been fun to watch like in terms of as the caller was saying like got like I don't know what I'm supposed to watch I don't know what I'm saying Horner is one of those guys for me because I wasn't sure going into this year just based on his 
injuries and inconsistencies if he was a piece, a, like a real piece for the Cubs. But he's changed my mind in that regard because he's played a mighty good defense and he's been really good with the bat and he's shown some power as well. And then Chris Morrell, I think he wants to be called Chris now, by the way. He was Christopher and now he is Chris Morrell. But he he's fun to watch. I don't know what the lasting power is on Chris Morrell. I think he could be a piece. Is he a starting piece? I certainly don't know about that. Uh, you know, again, a lot of questions mark question marks here as far as both teams. Three one two six four four six seven six seven. We're going to take a break. Come back, and uh, after uh, a, a couple of minutes or so, we'll go and talk to Clint Frazier, the Chicago Cubs. Top of the hour, John Rooney, the Cardinal broadcaster, old friend, and a future Hall of Famer like our own Pat Hughes, as far as announcing goes. And then Hawk Harrelson, the bottom of the. 10 o'clock hour, your calls all the way through at 312-644-6767. This is Inside the Clubhouse. This is 670thescore.com. We're back with more Inside the Clubhouse on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. Presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Along with Bruce Levine, I'm Mark Grody filling in for David Haw today. We're expecting to have a conversation with Cubs outfielder Clint Frazier in just a little bit. In the meantime, we are talking to you and interacting with you at 312-644-6767. The Tech Zone is being brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time. Shop online at RosenHyundai.com. The White Sox lost to Tampa Bay 6-3 to last night while it was the Cardinals whooping the Cubs during the day yesterday. 14-5 the final score. The Cubs, the uh, Cards, I should say, with a five-run fourth inning against Marcus Stroman. To, to bust open what had been um, and seemed to be trending as a close ball game throughout, but it did not turn out that way. Bruce, we have a, a text message here, and we've had a, I've, I've seen text messages similar to this in the past, and that is those that are saying that they called for the White Sox to sign Kyle Schwarber in the offseason, that they should have gotten hit, him as the lefty power, as you were talking about at the beginning of the show. At least you were talking about the need for lefty power at this point. Yeah, I, I don't think that they felt I, – I think they loved his power. I don't think they loved anything else about the fit for the White Sox as far as DH because – most people look at Schwarber as a DH now that it's in both leagues, Mark. <clears throat> Excuse me. So from that perspective, I don't think with, with knowing that Abreu, knowing that Grandal, know, knowing that Eloy are going to fill that role, I don't think they felt that Schwarber was an everyday outfielder. And in particular, a right fielder? Uh, how, how do you feel about that? Oh, yeah, no, I... I never actually became comfortable with Kyle Schwarber as a left fielder, and I know he got better. He did get better. There's no doubt about it. And just, but just because he got better does not mean that he is good. So, no, I, I agree with you in that regard. His offense would probably look real neat on the south side or, you know, the home runs. But, of course, you know, defensively he is a liability. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, um, and looking – and. When we, yeah, go ahead and introduce, uh, introduce our, our guest. Oh, is he? Oh, is he? Is he here? Oh, excellent. Oh, I don't know. Oh, 
We don't. Okay, now I'm being told we don't have Clint Frazier. Okay. okay. A little bit of a false okay. start. Right. Brewster, I was just going to read another a Cubs text because I think this is a good – no, it's okay. No need for you to apologize. It's okay. Um, I think the Cubs really like P.J. Higgins. This is from the 3-1-2. And that tells me Contreras is dealt at the deadline. Two things, Bruce. Do the Cubs – like, I, I'm curious about P.J. Higgins and what his future is with the Cubs. Um, and would he does he make Contreras more tradable? Uh, the first blush for me is no. Well, uh, I think you need to see more of P.J. Higgins to make him uh, part of your uh, future. You have my, you have uh, you, you have uh, a backup catcher for next year uh, when you have Gomes who's signed to a contract for next year. He's a very adequate and uh, in many cases uh, uh, more than adequate catcher who has offense to offer as well. But at age 36. He's not catching every day for you. He's not catching 120 games. So uh, they, need to, they need to have a backup catcher. Higgins has shown well so far, and uh, that's something to keep your eye on over the next month here if indeed they are going to trade Contreras at the deadline. Uh, but uh, they have their own top young catcher in the organization. Uh, his name is Amaya, and uh, he is uh, down with a uh, arm injury. He had Tommy John. Uh, likely won't play much uh, this year at all, but was making great strides in the minor re- minor leagues. They they have great they have great hope for uh, Miguel Amaya as a, the catcher uh, of this team in 2023 and beyond. So th- there is a little bit of depth there, but uh, coming back from Tommy John, you just don't know yet. Uh, for a catcher, it's certainly not as dramatic as it is for a pitcher. Absolutely. 312-644-6767 if you want to call or text. And we've thrown out questions on both sides of town. And we just got into Wilson Contreras a little bit right there. And when's the right time to sign or deal Contreras and your opinion on whether they should or should not. And on the White Sox side of the world, trying to figure out what Kenny Williams and Rick Hahn should do. But we have our first guest of the morning here on Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and Mark Grody, and we are excited to be joined by Cubs outfielder Clint Frazier. And he joins us on the Score Hotline, presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Clint, thanks for making the time. Appreciate you being on the Score and Inside the Clubhouse. How are you today? I'm good, guys. How are you? Thanks for having me. Absolutely, and we are doing well. I know yesterday was no fun as you guys lost to the Cardinals 14-5, to but there is a vibe that this is a you know while underperforming at 22 and 30 that it's a fun team it's becoming a fun team to watch does it feel that way in the clubhouse are you guys close and how has it felt in your first year as a chicago cup yeah i mean you know i think that there's a lot of guys in this situation that are trying to establish themselves and then you've got a lot of guys that have established themselves so it's it's a it's a good group of guys that are all hungry for the same thing and you know, I mean, obviously the record is, is what it is, but we've had a lot of really close games that we've been involved in. And, you know, obviously we fell short a few times. But, you know, the, the good thing is that we're in every game. We're a, we're a really good first-inning team, it seems like. Um, you know, but, like, my first year here, it's been fun. I mean, I feel, I feel really at home. I mean, I literally just told Rossi the other day, like, you know, you make me feel like I can come in this clubhouse every day and be myself. And, you know, I think that's a big reason why, you know, I'm I'm feel pretty comfortable here, and, and I'm you know really excited every day to show up and work. 
Clint, when uh, you, you look at uh, 24 days of spring training and uh, then everybody trying to get ready and the, the, the rash of injuries that we've seen all across Major League Baseball, certainly impactful for your team as well, uh, including a you know, brief time for you. Um, how, how much do you think that went into what's been going on around Major League Baseball this year as far as uh, injuries? Do you think that the, those three weeks that were missed that were normally there for spring training impacted uh, the, the uh, whole industry? Or is that a question that uh, really is unanswerable right now? I mean, you know, I mean, I'm not going to speak and act like I've been in the big leagues for, you know, 10, 15 years. But, you know, it does seem like things were rushed. Um, you know, I have heard a, a lot of guys complain about that in the sense of, you know, well, the second that things got concluded with the CBA, we flew out there and immediately guys sort of dropping like flies. And, you know, it's not just our team. It's a lot of guys. It's not just only pitchers. You know, it, it is position players as well. And, you know, I mean, I think the one thing that we as players know is that, you know, we're going to get hurt. It's just a matter of, you know, what's the severity of it? What's the timeline look like? But, you know, it is unfortunate every single day because it does seem like we're looking in that locker room and thinking like, well, how did this guy get called up? Who did he come up for? You know, uh, so it is, it, it does suck. It does feel like things were rushed. And unfortunately, you know, I think, you know, we have a doubleheader today and that certainly does not help either. You know, just stashing these doubleheaders in there a couple of days after we just had one just certainly does not help guys as far as their health goes. Yeah, man. I mean, all, all hands on deck in this this you know five, five game series, man. Those, those are kind of obnoxious. That's it's a lot of baseball happening, and everybody's going to get used for sure. I, I want to ask you more about you, though, Clint. You're, you're a guy who is you know a, a former top prospect, the fifth overall selection, and part of the Andrew Miller trade with with Cleveland and the Yankees. And you're only 27 years old how how do you are you still trying to get back to that place where you have that ceiling that potential to be a a top pick in the in major league baseball and be a star in this league yeah you know i mean obviously you know at the age of 27 there's times where i thought to myself like this is definitely not where i thought that i was going to be at in my career as far as you know how far along you know what I'd be and you know I think I have four plus years in the big leagues but barely over one full year of at bat so mm. you know it did uh it, it did put a sour taste in my mouth at times where I had to sit and watch a lot of other guys accomplish things that I thought that I could but you know obviously I've, I've had injuries that have played a part I've had other guys in front of me that make a lot of money that you know certainly earn their time and you know, I'm just trying right now to put together good at bats and, and try to give Rossi a hard decision whenever it comes time to, to make that lineup. And, you know, today I'm getting to face a righty for the first time. So, you know, maybe things are maybe things are going in my favor right now. But, you know, we'll see. We got two today. And, you know, obviously there's a lot of at bats that we had today and good things can happen. Cubs outfielder Clint Frazier, our guest and inside the clubhouse. He's Mark Grody and Bruce Levine. Mark sitting in for my co-host, as always, David Haw, we're here for you 52 weeks out of the year, Saturdays, talking baseball 9 to 11 on the score. And, uh, Clint, when when you look at, you know, when I see you in the clubhouse from spring training on, uh, interact with your teammates, there seems to be a special vibe, and there seems to be a really special vibe going on with you and a number of them, but including Jason Hayward. 
can you can you tell us a little bit about that that dynamic and what Jason uh, has meant to you since you came over to the Cubs? Jason's been great. You know, I mean, sorry, it's a little loud. I'm walking into the clubhouse right that's now. That's all right. That's that's what so, we're all about. The clubhouse yeah. inside the clubhouse. You know, yeah. J- Jason reminds me a lot of how Brett Gardner treated me. You know, and, and Brett was a really good guy to to have, especially whenever you're a younger guy. And he's been around for a little while. And, and I can honestly say, bro, I mean, I haven't heard one person not say that Jason is not. They all say Jason's the best teammate they've had. So, you know, not only is he a, a good teammate, but he's been really good to me, you know, off the field. And, and you know, honestly, man, I, I, I really do enjoy coming to the field and, and getting to, to talk baseball with him or just talk life with him because he's been so good and he's a, he's a very entertaining guy. And, you know, he – he lets me be me, and we, we definitely get along really well. Can you expand a little bit on, uh, uh, you know, uh, maybe something you can share with us that's not too personal about uh, something he said to you? Because I feel the same way about uh, Jason. Uh, it, it doesn't have to be baseball talk. It's always fascinating to talk to Jason because he has uh, such a good capacity to both talk and listen at the same time, Clint. Yeah, you know, I mean, one thing that sticks out to me about Jason is he's such a such a physical feature, but he's such a, a soft-spoken guy, you know. So, you know, sometimes you got to pull the the words out of him, and whenever they do come, you know, it's it, it's a lot of good stuff. I mean, one thing just off the top of my head is, you know, like, you know, I always joke around about me going in the outfield because apparently, you know, everyone uh, on my past former team, I was a liability out there in their eyes. You know, Jason continues to he, – he pumps me up. I mean, I feel like he's my biggest fan, you know, continuously telling me that I can do this. And, you know, I joked and told him I was going to go man right field for him for 24 hours, and all he said was, you got this, bro. Like, he's just so positive and, and definitely – it definitely leaks into every conversation that we have how positive he is and just how much he means to not only myself but a lot of these guys in this clubhouse. Yeah, I think that that is – really interesting and really heartening to hear because essentially Clint Frazier you are you're competing with with Jason Hayward for playing time he's not the only one obviously Chris Morrell and Rafael Ortega and maybe even Ian Happ that you're in competition with these guys does that ever make it awkward does that even come go through your mind it it definitely went through my mind um, I think earlier in my career you know I mean unfortunately the guys that I became the best friends with are the ones that unfortunately I'm competing against for playing time. And, you know, I haven't gotten a lot of that in the past. So um, it's, it's easy to root for a guy that you're really good friends with. And Jason's one that, you know, whenever he came back, I, I didn't feel a certain type of way about myself not playing the game that he was playing in. I was happy to see him out there. And, and I honestly mean that, you know, some guys come on here and probably blow his smoke, but like, the way that I feel about Jason is exactly how I just explained it. And he, I mean, he's earned this, you know, I mean, he earned mm-hmm. a lot of the playing time and a bunch of us are trying to do the same. And, you know, we got to wait our time at times. Clint. In closing, in closing with you, Clint, uh, Mark and I appreciate your time. Thanks for taking some time out. Uh, yeah. Give us a Christopher Morrell moment in, or is it, <laughs> is it all day, every day? Because I've already gotten a hug from him, and I, it was like a, an hour after I met him. So give, a, give us, give us a, a, a Christopher Morrell moment. 
Look, you know, I mean, I've only been back for a few days, but you know, I, know. I was rehabbing for the most part, and 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 I've never, I never even heard of Christopher Morel, but now I know a lot about him. <laughs> you know? I mean, he he came into this uh, this lineup, and he's he's been a mainstay for the last two or three weeks. I don't know the exact time, but I will say it's been it's been very impressive to see the way that he's you know performed this early in the. In this season, and I don't really think that there's any reason to think that he'll slow down. Mark and I appreciate your time, and uh, thank you for not, not only the interview, but for the candidness. I mean that that mm-hmm. when I when I talked to uh, you know the Cubs, and I said you know can you can you help us get Clint Frazier on? I already knew what we were getting, which is a, an open book, and uh, I think uh, all the Cub fans are, are going to be excited to watch you play and and listen to you be very honest with them. So thanks again for coming on with us and, and have a great day. We'll see you over at the ballpark. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you. That's Clint Frazier, Cubs outfielder. Yeah, you're great. It's the first time I've talked to him or heard him in any extended way. And yeah, very, very honest about his career and what's going on. And the stuff with Jason Hayward was excellent as well. And my God, Bruce, him saying, I'd, I'd never even heard of Christopher Morrell. And this guy is, is crazy exciting. That's every Cubs fan. Like, I, I, who's Christopher Morrell? I don't know, but I like him. I don't know him, but I like him. He's absolutely terrific. He's been a blast. And I'm glad, Bruce, that you got a hug from him. I'm very jealous. Um, I guess I'm the last person that did When you come out to the ballpark again, I guarantee you will get a hug from him. Set me up with a hug. Okay. okay. I'd like you. We need to take a break. When we come back, though, there was a major firing in Major League Baseball. You know him. We will talk about him next here with Bruce Levine. I'm Mark Grody. It's Inside the Clubhouse on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. We're back with more Inside the Clubhouse on Sports Radio 670, The Score, and 670thescore.com. Presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Double header day here on 670 The Score. The Cubs play two. Yes, they do. Against the Cardinals, 1220 and 615. Pre-game for game one will be at 12, excuse me, 11.45 here on The Score. So it's bonus time on Inside the Clubhouse with our guy Bruce Levine. I'm Mark Grody filling in for David Haw today. An interesting couple of starters for the Cubs today. Matt Swarmer making a second big league start uh, with the Cubs. Starts game one, and then we finally get to see the debut of one of the Cubs' top pitching prospects, Caleb Killian of the 206 ERA. He was part of the Chris Bryant deal, so he is certainly significant in all sorts of ways the least of which being somewhat symbolic but Bruce quickly yesterday the Philadelphia Phillies made a decision to fire Joe Girardi Phillies 23 and 29 signing all those sluggers 11 games back what'd you think of the move well I thought it was very interesting let's listen to a soundbite or two from Joe Girardi who believe it or not said that Dave Dombrowski the president and general manager did the right thing by firing him and I think some guys got off to some slow starts offensively. Um, and, and that happens, right? But, you know, I think you can overcome sometimes one thing, maybe even two, but sometimes when it's more than that, I think it's somewhat difficult because, I, you know, I can look back on this last week when we were, I don't know, three and seven, and I think realistically we probably should have been seven and three. Well, that's going to fall on me because we weren't, and, and I understand that. And... Um, 
I just pray that, you know, that they get better and um, they get to the playoffs. <laughs> we uh, thank uh, SiriusXM for uh, that from uh, the, uh, the show Power Alley with our good friend Mike Farron and Jim Duquette. And, uh, you know, Mark, uh, it's, rare, it's rare that a guy gets fired. He's on the radio an hour later, and he's saying, you know what, this was not a bad decision. Uh, I, I guess we live in different times now. I have never in my life heard a reaction like that from any coach in any sport at like totally at peace with it. And he's like, he's like, I'll pray for, for these guys. Like, yeah, Hey, we weren't hitting. There's lots of things going. And he's in his car. And it sounds like Joe Girardi's in his car. He's just like, yeah, I'm out of here. I I totally get it. I understand what's happening. Mark, Mark, he sounded excited to leave because I think with the construction of that team right now, yeah. I don't think there's any way they can win. Bad Praying defense, Good bad luck. defense, home run hitters, uh, you know, uh, pitching staff that is underachieved. They're already 12 games behind uh, the Mets, so I think he was relieved and yeah. relieved of duty all at the same time. Hey, we got to <laughs> take a break. When so we come long, back, suckers. Mark. Mark, uh, lead us to the break because uh, we have to talk to John Rooney next. Oh, yes, we do. We're going to talk to a classic, a classic in Chicago. He's a classic in St. Louis, even nationally and regionally. He's John Rooney. He is next on Inside the Clubhouse on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 